This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Previously on Homestale Radio. <laughs> we, we walked onto the pitch, right? And we saw Arsenal. They was it was like when you walk into the bedroom and you're rubbing the lube into your hands and you're ready to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my my God. God. And they were they they bent us over and somehow didn't find penetration. It was amazing. It wouldn't be my most lucrative follower in terms of followers because LeBron James follows me. Have some of that. What? What? <laughs> the LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah, big Palace fan. <laughs> <laughs> He did say they happened to him last year. It took a while to get into the thing. I think that's it. That's the main thing is he's just not mad for it. I'm not well, sure if he wants to leave. With all due respect, which is both a winger. Get him on. He's fit. I'm pretty he's sure not, he's, he's not fit. He played today in under 21 game. Mr. Perry kick. I mean, he's not mad for either. I mean, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. You've got to be match fit, not just physically fit. For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Hello, good evening and welcome. My name's Nick Gussett and I've been thrust into hosting the show tonight as I've managed to get across Europe in a day and Hambo, who lives five minutes away from his computer, can't even get here on time. With, with us tonight we have Patrick O'Connor. Good evening, Patrick. It's actually good afternoon, but good afternoon, Nick. Um, Albert Kearney, good afternoon. Hey, mate, how are you? Loving your work. Thank you very much. And Alex Ponge for the podcast. Hello, great to be back. Um, we're going to kick off with some news in brief and then we'll do more whole radio stuff. Got something you'd like to get off your chest? Tweet us now at whole radio. Palace beat the champions and is there a whiff of a circus in the air? News in brief. Crystal Palace came with a stunning 2-1 win at Chelsea yesterday afternoon, thanks to Joel Ward's winning header. After holding Premier League champions until the break, the Eagles took the lead courtesy of Bakary Sacco. Radamel Falcao equalised for the Blues, but Palace and Ward had other ideas as he headed in home, in, home in front of the Eagles' faithful to store their lead. Former Crystal Palace midfielder Owen Garvin has signed for League One side Colchester United. The Irishman left Sales Park this summer following two years of injury problems. Crystal Palace's under-21 development squad demolished Watford under-21s on Monday afternoon 6-2 with the former Watford player Keshi Anderson grabbing a hat-trick in soaking wet conditions. 
Crystal Palace will play Neighbours Charlton Athletic in the third round of the Capital One Cup following Tuesday evening's draw. The two South London sides will meet for the first time since the 2012-13 season when Palace achieved a double over the side from SE7. The tie will be played at Sellers Park on the week commencing 21st of September. Why not air your own opinion with the team? Call 0208 1234 098 and join us live. So, um, <laughs> it was an excellent day yesterday. Uh, none of my uh, in-laws are talking to me. Nothing to do with the Chelsea game. It's just they hate me. Um, but yeah, they're Chelsea fans and they <laughs> kind of disappeared a little bit. Um, you can get a hold of us if you want to on whole radio. Dot net, uh, sorry, net slash contact. You can call the show on 0208-1234-098. We're on Facebook. There's a whole radio page there. Or you can tweet us at whole radio. And we're in the chat room, net slash chat. Um, we're moving into the 21st century rather rapidly. Uh, I had a little fiddle about with it earlier, um, and that's the new whole radio app. Uh, we can get the Android version. There will be an Apple version later this week. But if you go to the uh, Google Play Store and search for Homesdale Radio, you'll get a lovely app, which um, apparently is rather marvellous. Um, is it free? Um, yes, um, you do have a few adverts in there, but you know, no such what, thing as a free lunch. What does it do, Nick? Um, well, you can um, listen to the show live during the, during uh, uh, through the app, and uh, apparently the producers just told me that the adverts will go eventually, but it's very very good, and you can link to our Twitter account and our Facebook account via that as well. Um, I'll uh, I'll just keep waffling on. Uh, we've got plenty of people in the uh, the chat room today. Um, I heard some other news uh, about the Millwall game yesterday. Five five fans were caught climbing the wall at Millwall yesterday, and uh, they were thrown back in. Boom Tish. Oh, we've got, we've got, we've got uh, somebody called Chris Hambling coming in very, very soon, which is very good because I've, having having not been here, I, I only managed to see the second half of the game. So I don't want to skip straight to the second half. Patrick, um, you seem to be um, really good with lineups. Do you want to go through the lineup for us, please? Sure. We wind up with uh, Alex, uh, Alex McCarthy was a goalkeeper. Back four with Suarez, Delaney, Dan, and Joel Ward. In midfield, Johan Gabay and James MacArthur. Out wide, Bakary Sacco and Wilfred Zaha. And up top, we played with Punchin playing behind Mr. Wickham. Uh, Mr. Wickham, I've, I've, what I saw of the game, I'm going to talk about Connor Wickham first, actually. I thought he did a rather good job. I really did. He held the ball up well. He was Murray-esque. And um, he managed to um, semi-wrestle the Chelsea players to the ground without giving away a penalty. Thoughts on that, Matthew? Do you remember that incident? I did, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't remember. I wasn't there, but I have, I have seen that incident. And uh, oh, Yeah, it's another one, isn't it? Um, I think we were fortunate to get away with it a bit. You know, it was 6-1, half dozen the other. But bearing in mind, we always harp on that the, the big teams get all the decisions. I was very surprised that they didn't get that one. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that, Mr. Hambling? Well, my thoughts, Nicholas. Can I just say I despise Windows 10 in every way possible. <laughs> I, know, I know it's 7 o'clock, so I'm going to substitute a word, but it's family-friendly awful. 
absolutely family friendly <laughs> awful. I, I just, oh, honestly, I'm very sorry. I, I haven't long got back from a, a wonderful weekend away in, in Northampton. Um, but um, I am, yeah, slightly, slightly late, and for that I apologise. But yeah, in terms of that 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 penalty shout, it was, um, yeah, I, I'm surprised it wasn't given. But what what I think got missed quite a lot in the analysis of it was just how much uh, Zuma was holding Wickham to begin with. Mm. Uh, it was agree. very obvious. There was very obviously a foul um, when Zuma had actually got up off the ground. But the reason Wickham didn't get up to challenging was he was he was being held down by Zuma. And I found that, you know, that's that's a key thing for me. And I'm going to credit the referee there. I think the referee did a fun, fantastic job in actually spotting that and uh, and made the right decision. Yeah, excellent. exactly right. I've, I've only seen the highlights of the first half. I've seen the whole second half, as I mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, one thing I haven't mentioned about the show tonight, uh, perhaps Chris can fill us in, we're, we're doing our um, 25-man squad again tonight. And um, the subject is wingers. So I'm not sure whether we've actually decided on a player that's going to be chosen to be a winger. Uh, in other news, we've also got the England squad being announced tonight. I'm not sure. Is that going to happen during the show? Do we know the England squad announcement? I, I think it might be. It's definitely some point tonight. So I'm, I'm hoping it will be. And we're not doing it. No, we're not. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Can you imagine? We're not there yet. Um, Why can't and we, we do it? And we can't can't can you imagine it? I'd be reading it. I'd be reading it out, and some of you would be changing all their names. I'd end up le- reading out Lee, Lee Bowyer and I don't know Carlton Cole or something. Seth Johnson. Yeah. Um, so I mean, any talk done about the, the, the Shrewsbury game? I'm aware that we all. Um, I said Shrewsbury. It is Shrewsbury. Um, I'm aware. That obviously, you, you began talking about the Chelsea game and. You know, what a fantastic win that was. But obviously, we had a great win in midweek as well, uh, in extra time, defeating the mighty shrews. Nick? Um, I, I spoke to uh, Mr. Joe Hollyoke this afternoon because I had to get my season tickets back off him. He yeah. said, I think it was a, the Shrewsbury number four was mustard and we should sign him. Any, any, any comments on that? And the, their first goal was fantastic. Yeah, I've forgotten his name now, which is annoying. There was two of them. Ryan Woods, that was it. Uh, he was just like a little ginger terrier in the middle there. He was he was top quality, only 21. So played something like 100 games for them from the central midfield. And I know someone tweeted Steve Parrish about him just after the game, and Steve Parrish had said he, you know, he was really impressed with him. So I can honestly reckon that he's got, he's got a future at a higher level, definitely. Very, very impressive. But, you know, we've got a lot of riches in midfield there, haven't we? Um, so, you know, is, is he any better than Johnny Williams could be for us? You know, because he'd certainly be a replacement in terms of stature his name? and style. Ryan Woods. Okay. Uh, I, know, I know you prefer more exotically named people. Wow. There was that back There was that back front for Shrewsbury. Yeah, that's, that's a good name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd mention that was a good quality win. And Wilf uh, played particularly well in that game and obviously went off at half-time in the game against Chelsea. Um and was probably just quite, you know, pretty tired because he had um, he had a good, good bit of play in that in the first half actually when he set up that chance for goodbye. I think hopefully you're uh, aware of the one I'm talking about. Went down the left hand side, cut into the penalty area, just put beautiful, beautiful pass into the path of goodbye and a good save from court as well. But I was a little disappointed he didn't tuck it away. What do you reckon, Patrick? You know, I read a lot about that. Uh, people talking about that, but again, people underestimate one how good Courtois is. Um, and two, I mean, I don't really know. I, I looked it. I've watched the you know highlights of it, and I watched the game uh, about four or five times. I'm not sure what Kabai could have done differently. The only thing I would think he could have maybe dinked it over uh, Courtois, maybe 
or maybe well, right exactly or maybe gone to his gone to i guess his right but it was i mean i thought he took it pretty well considering you know um it came in pretty quick it was a brilliant move by wilf i mean to put the ball but not make the guy and then you know create that chance was brilliant but i don't know i thought goodbye did well I thought, again people don't give uh Courtois enough um credit for that save but is, um, um, is patrick talking about a different game i thought we were talking about shrewsbury no no i, I moved, no, we moved oh, Chelsea. Sorry, i wasn't Chelsea. listening I was too did for you, Nick. Kabai didn't play against Shrewsbury, Nick. Oh, right, OK, because I, I watched it live on <laughs> BBC Sport app being in, uh, <laughs> being in Catalonia, and it, it wasn't really streamed anywhere. So it was, uh, it was like going back to CFAX and refresh, refresh, refresh. And it, it cost me half my data allowance that I paid a small fortune for. <laughs> and actually, it, I, I, it wasn't that actually that used up all my data, but we won't, we won't go into that, <laughs> will we? <laughs> Terrible. Oh, you know. <laughs> um, how did um, uh, 1987 Palace in the chat room wholeradio.net slash chat uh, said how did Lee perform against the Shrewsbury he took his goal well but it's an interesting comment because how was his performance even some of us sitting together at the game had a different opinion on how Lee played uh, I thought he was um, I thought he was buzzing around quite nicely when he was in sort of wide areas he wasn't really involved in the game but when he drifted in centrally I thought he looked pretty good um, but it was a disjointed performance early on because you know they they came to play a really high energy game and really press the uh, you know press us as, as far as they could. Every you know no one got any time on the ball, but Lee managed to make himself a bit of time on the ball at times. And I thought at times was probably our best player, but uh, Wilf certainly took that the mantle away from him there. Um, Do you think we were because we went one nil behind and as Gerald, Gerald told me earlier, it was a brilliant goal and it, it took a while before we equalised. Did we perform under par because of the opposition, or were the opposition performing above their their kind of usual standard? And yeah, did we win because of fitness? Um, it, we did win in a way because of fitness, but also a lot of quality. Because the whole thing is, it's it's it was incredibly demanding the way that they were playing, and of course they raised their game. And then you know they're no mugs; they're a good football type, football team. They got promoted last year. They've had a bit of momentum this year, and they had some very very good players. And the goal was a brilliantly worked move. Um, but like I say, they, they played a high-pressing game, and you cannot do that for, for 90 minutes unless you're you know, incredibly fit. Um, and they just about managed to hold us, but extra time was just a, a step too far. And I love the comments that Mickey Mellon made, the, 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 Manchester, the, Manchester, the manager of, of uh, Shrewsbury. He, um, he would describe Wilf as a freak of nature, said he'd never seen anything like it live and <laughs> marvelled at the fact that he was still running as quickly in the 120th minute as he was in the first. And I think that tells the whole story that the, the team just had a bit more, well, a lot more quality and a lot more fitness. But that doesn't take away from a really good performance by a low league opposition. And you see it all the time, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, in, in 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 much the same way that we performed against the champions yesterday, you know, we were we were underdogs and we well, we took we we took the game to them. And I know we'll come on to that later, but you know, did did shows we kind of try and take the game to us as we took the game to Chelsea, which we wouldn't have done in previous seasons. Um, I don't think they did. Um, they they were adventurous to get their goal, but I think they could have they could have been more adventurous. I think that once they went one nil up, they were happy to try and frustrate and you know just just make us. You know, hard. You know, for be basically be hard to break down, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. We've played that way a lot of times, and they did look to try and catch us on the break a little bit, but um, really, it was just they did one well-worked move, and I think we were so disjointed in the first half with the nine changes. I think realistically that they could, if they just pushed us that little bit more and tried to play a bit more attacking football, they could have they could have knocked us out of the cup. 
Were you surprised not to see any sort of more fringe players in the squads? Yeah, Kai I was gutted. Kai, such like. Yeah, Kai, Kai. That's it. That's yeah. it, Alex. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a surprise, go. really, isn't it? Because, you know, he's been on loan in League One and, you know, obviously coming. I think he started against Newcastle last season. Um, or well, he came, came off came the, the sub. He came on the sub, but he got yeah, more time than Gray, I think it was. And it's a shame he didn't get st- get started because reality is, you think we needed Zaha to sort of be rested for the weekend. Um, I think Lee Chung Young should have started. Um, and then at least it's quite light in terms of options, you know, on the wings. So it's a shame he didn't start, really, because I don't think it's much of a risk if you look at the team that was out there, you know, Bamford, Gale, Ledley, Yednak as well. I know Yednak came off injured. Um, how, how bad did that look, Alex? I, I I don't know. I, I didn't see it. I, I was I wasn't at the game, but oh, you know God. I heard it's quite serious. Well, I'd say he he really was really very unhappy when he walked off. And at first, it wasn't clear that he was injured um, for some of us in the in the stands. Uh, and it was just worry that he had basically been taken off and was having a strop and going straight up the tunnel. But um, it became clear quite quickly that he'd um, he'd done his hamstring. Um, and but Pardew said three to four weeks in his pre Chelsea press press conference. So um, hopefully not too bad. Sorry, Nick, that might be a blessing because, you know, looking at, you know, West Brom, right, apart from yesterday, they've been a, a bit of a mess. And I was worried that, you know, Pulis might come back in and have a look at Yednat because they've been leaking, a, you know, a lot of goals recently. And, you know, someone like Yednat would be somebody perfect for them. So, you know, that might, that might put, like, you know, that, that move that they were talking about earlier on in, in the summer to bed, uh, hopefully for, you know, until January. Um, it, obviously, because he's not been starting many games recently with Kabai and MacArthur, so it might be a blessing to, in disguise, guys. Uh, Patrick, yeah, that, you were in on this before, Nick, I think. Yeah, very quickly, I think Adam makes a great point. I think the injury to Jedi is a blessing um, in that um, I think we're going to end up keeping both Jedi and Ledley through this uh, window on Tuesday because you can't really afford to, to sell Ledley now if Jedi's out, you know, pop post-international um, break and we can't afford to have no one backing up MacArthur and uh, Kabai obviously in the middle so I think that the fact that he did get hurt at that particular point is going to help us keep him and the unfortunate passing of um, uh, Yannick's father obviously that kind of put a, a, a kibosh and I talk about him leaving too so I think it's very strange how things work out and um, I think this window is going to be kind of quiet from that standpoint of us, of us selling those key players even though I think we might sell obviously the likes of Gridior and Bannon and Possibly maybe Mariapa, etc. Yeah, on the on the on the subject of the transfer window, uh, listeners will be pleased to know that we're having an extra show on Tuesday night. Unfortunately, due to the um, due to I just seen a, <laughs> a comment from Mal, but you can say that in a minute. Um, Tuesday, the transfer window shuts at six. Now, whether that's because Sky Sports don't want school kids ruining. Um, their uh, their coverage outside training grounds, but um, we're actually starting the show at eight on Tuesday night. Is that right, Christopher? I I believe so. But the um, obviously the window will be shut by that point, but we'll be rounding up what's what's been going on. And there's all sorts of rumours of some pretty pretty busy days for well, a pretty busy hours for Palace uh, leading up to that. Um, rumours of up to ten players leaving, and if certainly if ten leave, I can see a couple coming in. So Look, will we will we be bringing back the cowbell? Um, I don't think so because it won't be live, will it? So <laughs> we'll signing, oh, we uh, need to come on. This will be the first window about the cowbell. Sad times. Right. Well, we'll do the cowbell when we announce the signings. Everyone perfect. Aware of. Good. Okay. That's what you want. Very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Sure. Well, I don't think there's too much more to say about uh, the, the Shrewsbury game, really. Um, other than the 
those that stayed till the very, very end to see the last goal were richly rewarded. It was a really quality strike. Um, brilliant flying header from Will. From it's, it's, you know, is that technically a strike with the head? Yeah, head strike. Yeah, that's what, okay. that's what you say, isn't it? Head strike. You're right, Patrick. It was head, um, head strike. Sounds like something that they might say in America, Patrick. Yeah, I was. You I was to... It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very American, guy, isn't right? Right, soccer. Um, no, obviously, I, I want to. It was great. It was great to win the, the game, and brilliant that we got Charlton at home in the next round. And I'll definitely be at that one myself. But and not pressing know, my way um, for the first time in fucking. Oh, sorry, yonks. <laughs> In a while, yes, in a, a family-friendly while. Apologies. Um, that's all right, these things happen. Uh, no, yeah, uh, yeah, I actually raised a good point in the chat then, Nick. Just, um, Hennessy got the nod against over Speroni, who was technically fit. You go, Rodney. Sorry, what? I was going to say exactly the same thing I was going to ask about Hennessy, sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, you're just sounding a little fuzzy there. Okay, um... So, yeah, obviously, let's talk about the Chelsea win. Um, I think, first of all, the thing to say about it was uh, it was one of the most satisfying wins I've, I've seen in a long, long while. In fact, you know, up there were some of the most satisfying Palace wins ever uh, in that we actually deserved it. We actually played so so well, you know, against the champions. OK, they're not firing on all cylinders, but up until that, neither have we been. Um, so I think we, we got our game together really well and... Um, it was just an absolute pleasure to watch us play in that match. And even though the BBC highlights later on made out that we um, we had two chances and scored them both, we were, you know, we were excellent and, and you know, had the better of a, probably arguably the better of both halves, I think. Um, not sure if you guys agree with that or not, but that's, I that's how I feel. I agree with you totally, Chris. Yeah, and but the, I know you didn't see it all. I did. I saw the second half and I've seen the highlights of the first half and I think Chelsea tried to play and we stopped them playing. And Damien Delaney, what a bloody defender he is. Was that his best game for us ever? Yeah. And when you watched Rude, Rude, I've got no dreadlocks left to hull it, but um, still a cool dude. Absolutely have a complete loving for Damo on Match of the Day last night. Um, just <laughs> things you things you miss. That, that tackle, that slide tackle in the box, it could have so easily been a penalty. It yeah. was perfect. And... Whether it was the fact he had the captain's armband made him raise his game, but and he wasn't but, the only player that raised his game, but Delaney was was just on task, and it makes you wonder. Yeah. We you, you look at the um, you look at the um, the poll on the Homesdale homepage of you know what position he's strengthening the most. Suddenly, you look at Delaney. If he can perform like that, we don't need to get anybody in there, do we? No, absolutely not. And I and I do think that. Um, I think that the club perhaps have changed their mind on that because I'm, I'm sure they were looking at the centre-back position and thinking, you know, the age Delaney is, we're going to have to really look at a proper replacement soon. Someone who's going to play alongside Dan for a long, long time. Uh, and we've all talked about it. He's got dogs abuse for his, um, you know, his habit of, of hitting it long up the pitch. But you look at, I, I think for me, what changed the game uh, for Delaney was not, not getting the captain's arm back. He's worn that a lot of games, you know, pretty much. Oh, Jedi hasn't started a game, has he? Mm. Um, so, but I think it was. Um, I think you, you, you're much more talking about the fact that that Costa got right into him very early on, um, and Damo responded. You know, he, you know, there was no. It was the kind of game that he wanted to play. You know, it's aggression. It's you know, keeping it on the right side. You know, and trying to push Costa as much as he could, um, and, and just just kept with him. And 
you know, after Costa had hammered him a couple of times, there's a brilliant that brilliant analysis actually on match of the day for a change. Um, just yeah. showing what he did to him, as in, you know, Costa clattered him twice, and you just saw Damo think, well, hang on, that's that's how you're going to play. I can do that too. I was, I was applauding that when I saw that on the Match of the Day highlights about two in the morning. Brilliant, hate Costa to see yeah. him um, to see <laughs> him get kicked left, right, and centre. Brilliant. Um, it, it was yeah. Seeing Damo do that, it really puts your mind to rest. And I know you've put it in the. Um, in the chat there, Nick, from the chat room, John Program seller saying that the Sun rated Delaney 5. They also related, <laughs> re- related, rated um, Dan 5 as well. Uh, clearly didn't watch the game. There was no, no, clearly no. no one watching the game at the Sun. No chance. Uh, but, exactly. you know. Well, Duckman Duck in the chat room said, I hate the Sun Dream Team. Players get points based on some moron's opinion, which is basically give high marks to whoever they've heard of. Um, (laughs) um, I know we've got some tweets if somebody could find them in a minute in the document but um, Booted Eagle said uh, in the chat room wholeradio.net slash chat that um, Delaney had Costa in his pocket Cool Eagle 89 said it was good to see Damo wind up Costa and um, Booted uh, somebody said that um, yeah Duckman Duck in the chat room and I think I wanted Breed Breed a Hangerland to play instead I'm yeah. sorry I doubted you, DD. Yeah, I've got the same apology to make. You know, we were talking about it at the start of the season. Who did we want to start in that centre-back position? And I went with Brader Hangland as well. And I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> I can only apologise. Got some tweets in on it. As you say, Carl Mortimer's saying if only Damo was five or six years younger. No sign of him slowing down yet, actually. So who knows? Someone called Lucy has just gone, Damo! Like that. <laughs> Which uh, I wonder why that is. Hmm, very odd. Um, Daniel Stone's gone for... I don't know what that means. It's hard to know what that means in context. Very poorly, if he was playing against a decent striker, it would have been a bad afternoon for him. Don't know. Damien uh, owned Costa a dozen times yesterday. It was satisfying to see Damien Dunley stand up and let him know who's the boss, and, the boss, and that is from Ben Fleury. Um, that's the same one again there. And uh, Daniel Farmer rated Delaney as colossal, made Diego Costa look like a fool. Thanks for that contact there. Uh, who wants to speak? Plenty of people, I'm sure. I'll go. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's quite sort of poetic that, do you remember the home game against Chelsea last season, Damo, when um, Aspen Equator got sent off and then Damo seemed to just be, be on one yeah. and got sent mm-hmm. off and you know, head, head had completely gone. And then I remember sort of Brent at the time saying he completely you know, let the team down. Um, complete opposite yesterday, just calm, collected, you know, and, and, and as everybody's saying, he had Costa in his pocket, you know, very deep in his pocket. And I think that was a great sort of a great way to sort of make amends for that. Okay. Um, Alex, I think you had something to say earlier on as well. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I think it just shows how good the, you know, how far we've come and just how great, you know, the board's decisions have been. Uh, the, the three match winners yesterday, Sacco, Balassi and Damo all cost 500 grand between them, not even 500 grand. And it just shows that if you team playing against a team for blockbuster signings, you know, probably worth, you know, 10 times worth as much as our squad, um, that just shows how great the performances were and, um, and how great the signs have been under under CPFC 2010. Um, Sacco was just an absolute steal. Like it just suits our team so well. Um, yeah, yeah the, the actual perfect player in this system. You know, strong, quick, fast on the break, um, and you know, it's just a testament to to, to Parish and Browett and the rest of the members on the board. Yeah, I mean, like we'll talk about Sacco a bit later on, I'm sure, but you know, he has changed 
the dynamic of the team in, in, a, in a number of ways. But um, I think we've got a couple of bits left on Delaney. If we haven't said it all, I think Nick, you wanted to say something, and then I've got um, Albert, and then and then Patrick. I've uh, I've I've said my piece on Damien already, but I will yes. say that it was bloody brilliant. All right, okay, he was, and Albert's done his Patrick. Yeah, just getting to Delaney, you know, I watched the the post match um interview he gave to Chris Grierson and the thing what I really liked about it was it's all about matchups, Chris, and the fact that Costa was very physical, Damien made the comment that he said he's so used to playing that way from back in League One and in the championship. And he said it, he felt like he'd you know, he'd gone back to the good old days when it you know, you make those a big physical, you know, League One strikers and and I think it's a matchup thing. The reason why he was so good yesterday, besides obviously the, the twenty million blocks he made, was because Costa made the mistake of trying to be physical with a physical centre-back, and it's not going to work against Damon. Damon will do that all day with you. If you have a quick, someone like James Wilson from Bournemouth, it's going to be a bit of a problem for Damon. But a guy like Costa, Callum Wilson. Sorry, Callum. Who's James? Oh, James Wilson plays for uh, Man United. Man, right, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Cal- Callum Wilson, right. It'll be a different, you know, it's be different. But yeah. the fact that Damon played well yesterday, i gotta, I got to give credit. Like, I'm like you, Chris. I wanted, you know, another centre-back to come in, and yesterday was a, an example of why I was probably wrong. But again... It's about matchups, and you know, yesterday was all about you know Demo's physical ability and just really feeding off that aggression. And I really had to hats off to him. He played really great yesterday. He really did. And there, there was a number of players who, on an individual level, played brilliantly. But we won't get. We will focus on those. But obviously, we're not going to get away from the fact that it was an absolutely superb team performance. And yeah. like I said before, I, I will keep coming back to the fact that we went and played the champions on their own ground and outplayed them and deserved to win two one. Um, you know, and you know, we talked about the the penalty earlier on that wasn't with um, uh, obviously Zuma being you know and, and Wickham tangling, but um, and we talked about the fact, the fact we did miss a chance after that. We did not one off the line as well, um, so we were under it a little bit at times. But um, I think the the Sacco goal, you know, we're obviously we'd we'd come to this point, and I was almost thinking, you know, I'll take a nil nil here. We're we, you know we're looking pretty solid. We've got our share of possession. We're trying to we're trying to create a few things. We're attacking reasonably well. We're not taking too many risks. I like it. And then we made some changes. And Balassi came on, and you could tell you know he wanted to put in a performance. Um, you know, f- well for obvious reasons. But right. uh, and I think he did change things. He really did. He started. He was direct as well. And we've seen that from Sacco as well. And it was nice to see um, Yannick doing the same thing and almost getting back to form. And it was it was um you know that was the moment it changed the game for me. Uh, Nick. I, yeah, I was going to ask because, uh, as I've said, I didn't see the first half. Um, was was Wilf ineffectual then in the first half or not? Because no. you know, <laughs> we, he, Belassi made a difference, but but was because that was Wilf poor? I saw, I saw a couple of runs on the highlights on match mm. today, and he seems to be no. doing quite well. But Wilf you know, was, Wilf was very good in the first half. He started on the left hand side, Nick, and he was brilliant. Not just a goodbye uh, setup that he made up. He actually played very very well, and I actually was surprised. That he came off, and I remember that he had played the 120 minutes, you know, versus uh, Shrewsbury. But no, Wilf had a very good first half, as did Sacco. The only thing was, we were very left sided again. It was kind of weird. We weren't really getting any attacks down the right side. So I think when, when Yannick came on, it kind of balanced things out a little bit more. But wasn't that because of uh, who's the Chelsea left back? Not Ivan, is it Ivanovic? Ivanovic, the right back. Oh, he, he was awful. Uh, yesterday. He was pony, wasn't he? He yeah. was awful. Uh, we owned him yesterday. Both both Balassi and uh, Zara owned him yesterday. Yeah, he was and quite Suarez, well. Sorry, sorry, and Suarez as well. Absolutely owned him, didn't he? Actually overlapped with uh, Balassi on the left hand side quite a lot. Yeah, good point. It, it was it, it definitely it was tactical. We we targeted him um, because mm. of the fact that he just goes wandering up the pitch. Um, and we knew that. We got him behind on that left-hand side, particularly in the second half. 
Yeah. So so often, and it, you know he didn't when he did chase back chase back Ivanovic. He he stood off, never actually got in and made a challenge. Um, so I think yeah, that was the key to winning the game, and that was you know you got to praise our manager for that for spotting that weakness and getting a game plan to to make the most of it because you be you can be absolutely certain Mourinho is aware of it as well. Is that you again, Nick? Yeah, interesting in the chat room. Um, well, just first of all, we've got the wingers is the subject of our whole radio all time twenty five uh, at some point in the show. Um, King B in the chat room, whole radio dot net slash chat. And he says whole radio dot net slash chat. Then, but yeah, that's right with it. <laughs> we've all to Sean Connery tonight. Have you noticed? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's because it's bank holiday tomorrow. You've all had a few too many. Um, King B, <laughs> Sacco has got to be one of the best free transfers we've signed in a while. So glad that he didn't join Pulis at West Ham. Dweeb responds by saying that Pulis wouldn't know what to do with Sacco because he's too attack minded yeah. and is totally under the radar. Nobody, nobody thought about it. And King B is saying that Sacco's not afraid to shoot, and when he does fire the ball, it's like a cannon. And generally, compared to Balassi, this is me saying this bit, not um, maybe from Shown, um, he tends to get his shots onto target. Um, he's not afraid to shoot. John the program um, Sorry, I was going to say, he's got eight shots on target in two games, scored two yeah. goals and one assist. Absolutely phenomenal. We, we've start. missed that for years, haven't we? Someone who, you know, we, yeah, you know, as Nick sort of alluded to, Balassi isn't afraid of shooting, but. That you know doesn't put the fear into the goalkeepers. In terms of number number of shots on target, you have to go back to probably Ambrose in his golden spell. Exactly, yeah. end product. Exactly. And we've been yeah. cr- we've been crying out for that. Interestingly, John the program sir is is positing the idea that we should play Sacco up front one game with Wilf and Yala either side of him. No, um, I wanted to ask, touch on that very quickly. I'm actually very happy that we found a way to put Sacco, Zaha and Blassie in the same not in the same team but get them on the field at some point during the match and not any, have anybody be hurt so I like the fact that he started Zaha and Sacco and then he brought you know, Blassie on late so I think that we can actually work this out where we can play the three of them at some point during the game and have them all three be very effective I would not want to see Sacco up front though I'll be honest with you I've got mm-hmm. no problem with, with Wickham or Gale or Murray up front I think Sacco where he's playing now is far more dangerous than where he'd be playing either behind the striker or playing um, as a striker he's so deadly like we're just saying he he's got that shot that he so so physically hurts you and he's always on target you don't need him to play up front so. you just need him to have <laughs> half, a, half a yard don't you a space exactly. Sacco, and exactly. then he just finds it and he's a player that you don't want back to go you want him facing facing you know goal you know, on that last out. defender and just trying to get some space and get a shot on target and you know there's an argument to say we probably have the best wingers in the league at the moment i can't Definitely. i can't name i can't name a side in in the division at the moment they've got better wingers than us um, if you look at the top teams, most of them don't play with wingers, and we've got players that are being touted for you know fifteen, twenty million pounds. Uh, <laughs> players that you know have been bought for fifteen, twenty million pounds in the past by big clubs, um, and a player Sacco, who I think could get you know definitely um, you know touted for that price in the future. I think he's that good. I think he's got so much end product and something that we've been lacking definitely for the last couple of seasons. Definitely the best collect- collective group of wingers in the league. Man, yeah. Man United. Oh, sorry, that's wingers. Sorry. <laughs> right, thank, thanks, Nick. I thought you were too tired for puns, you said earlier. Uh, anyway, um, no, Sacco, for me, what really pleases me about him is that he just, I, I'm sure you guys will know what I mean. Uh, Non-Palace fans probably won't, but its he is just a Palace player, do you know what I mean? He's that yeah. type of player. He's got, there's something about him, you know, the fact, the fact he was on a free, the fact that he was about to join West Brom, all those little things, you know, that it could have gone this way, it could have gone that way, but he's ended up at Palace. Uh, and the way he plays the game, the fact that he seems to be really happy out on the pitch, 
Uh, the fact that he's immediately settled with the team and seems to be on the same wavelength as, as the likes of Balassi and Zaha, uh, and the fact that he brings something that no one else has got, and that's the, the you know the desire to get a shot away. Sometimes again, go back to the Shrewsbury game. Sometimes watching us, it was so frustrating that we wouldn't have a shot. But him, right. you know, give him a second and he'll have a shot. It's brilliant. Um, well, so I'm, I'm really really satisfied that it, with that signing, and I think he'll get better and better. Nick, a um, couple of things. Um, the 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 ball back for Ward's goal was absolutely superb. I mean, it was a great move. It was a first time shot from uh, across from Balassi, and I'm I'm sure we'll talk about Balassi in a minute because he was just taking the Mickey. Yeah. Um, but Alex has just raised a point. Suarez, he, up and down that left side, he is just tremendous, better and better yeah. and better and betterer every game. <laughs> He's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Under three million pounds is an absolute steal. Like the, the amount of threat we get from him on, on that left-hand side is something we've certainly been lacking. And, you know, he overlaps really well with, 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 with Balassi and Wilf. Um, and, you know, he gives us that, that, that dimension that we've sort of been lacking in the Premier League. We've never had a full-back that attacks. You know, fair play to, to Joel Ward recently. You know, he's been getting in those positions, scoring goals, but he's not been one to, to attack that, you know, that, that, that he's an opposing full-back. And so having Suarez on on the field sort of definitely gives you know the, the the opposition something to think about. Yeah, we we sort of almost talk about him every week, and the reason is because we've got something new to say every week about mm. how much better he's getting. And again, you think of the the opposition we played against, and the fact that you can't really pinpoint him as having a defensive weakness in that game, which is mm. the you know probably one of the first times that's happened because you can always say he's great going forward, you know, but this happened going back the other way. Didn't really, didn't really have any kind of complaint with him defensively. He's, um, he's really holding his own. I do think he needs some competition there. And I know Kelly can step in in that position. I know Ward can switch over to that side. But he need, for me, I do think if we're serious about challenging the, you know, the, the really big teams in this league on a regular basis, he needs to be pushed. And he needs, another, there needs to be another player who can play there yeah, up to that level. But yeah, it, not to detract from that. It's, it's so, you know, he, he's a top, top player. He really is. Um, if I could just sort of take us back to the um, the Sacco goal, actually, we, we you know got so excited talking about Sacco, but um, it was obviously again it was uh, Balassi who got away on the left, wasn't it? Who got got the ball in, it's you know brilliant ball into the area. Obviously, Sacco gets a bit lucky, but that finish, um, you know, that actual finish to to lift it over the keeper, um, you kind of I was in no doubt that he was going to put that away, and I'd be honest, you know, I know I celebrated like an absolute madman. And, um, you know, it was so satisfying. But it wasn't that long afterwards that um, the ball over from the right, I forget who put it in, it might have even been Sacco, actually. Um, and Balassi was there to sort of tap it in at the back post. It was um, Sacco, you're right, Chris. Yeah. Sacco, yeah. Do you remember that on Patchy? Did that take a bobble? Because like, yeah. every time I look at it, it looks worse and worse as a miss. It Chris. absolutely does. It, yeah. it takes, when uh, Sacco puts it in from the, from the right, and it bobbles several times. That's why it hits, um, it hits the other on, on his shin. So everybody complained yeah. about how could he not score from that close, but honestly, it was it was a great cross, but it did bubble several times, and that's why I think Yannick didn't quite get his foot around it to, to knock it in. So I, I don't know. I don't blame Yannick for that at all. I actually I, think the, I actually yeah. think the Kabaya miss was worse than worse than that one. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. If Kabaya just got some some height on it, you know, it was a goal all the way. But I actually, when that ball came across, I went, "Oh, that's a goal!" And I, I actually stood up to celebrate. I was like, "That's a goal." And you know, then I looked like an idiot because it was <laughs> screwed right. But like you say, it wasn't I, a goal. That is right. Well observed, <laughs> Albert. 
but yeah, like I said, I, when you watch it a few times, it just you think, oh, how has he missed that? But it was just a weird bounce. It really was. It, like you say, it bubbled a few times, but it was that last one. It just seemed to, you know, rise like twice as high as it was. But you know, I, when that happens against the champions, you know, we, we've all remember games like this in the past where we've played against great opposition and we've had a moment where we should have put them away and we don't and we get punished for it. Um, what do we think about the Falcao goal? Because great header, first of all, I yeah, think. Great header. Um, great yeah. Some criticism of McCarthy, I think completely unwarranted, but That's you guys crazy. will have your own opinions. Go on, Patrick, you stop. Um, first, um, I thought it was a brilliant cross uh, from the right um, by Pedro. And to, to sneak in the near post, you know, that's a, that's a world-class striker. We talk about Gale. I mean, Joe talks about how Gale's movement to the near post is so great. Look at that movement by Falcao to get the near post. He gets in in front of Damo. There's absolutely no way anybody's making that save. Something you're going to credit, mm. you think credit to your position, and I think that was a really world-class goal. I think it was really well yeah. taken, and I don't think there's any criticism of anybody. Not, not Delaney, not McCarthy, not anybody. That was the Falcao before he smashed his knee up. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, you've got his spot on, right. And he's got he's got good service in you know Pedro. So I don't want it to be like the Chelsea podcast, but it's something that he didn't have at United, did he? And so um, you know it's, it just gave him that half a yard of space, world class striker, and he's going to score. So it's a good ball. Yeah, cool eagle in the chat room. Whole slash chat thinks that Suarez should have closed Pedro a bit more. Can we can we carry on talking about the the keeper again, McCarthy? Um, yeah, that's that's exactly there was, what there was do, a yeah. bit in the uh, chat room about again another player who's getting better and better. And actually, somebody said that he should be considered for England, even if he's, even if he's the third choice. No, not yet. Not he's, let's not forget, he's been in the squad. He's been in right. the squad before, right? Um, if, if, you're talk, if you ask my honest opinion of, of, you know, of these few games, does that deserve him an England call-up? No, not really. <laughs> but if you look at what's out there in terms of third keepers for England... You know, there's there's not a huge amount out there that's impressing. Mm. Um, I think obviously you got Hart and uh, Butland, Forster when he's fit. Um, yeah, if, yeah, that's right. If he's fit, yeah. But Tom other Heaton. than that, yeah, yeah. You see, we're starting to struggle, and then all of a sudden you you're looking and you're saying you've got you've got a an English goalkeeper performing yeah. well at a club that's second in the league. That's the truth right now. Second in the league! <laughs> <laughs> say it again, say it again, say it again. Second in the league! <laughs> Sorry. But it's quite that's, exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it really is. No, but that's that's reality, that's where we are, and that's what Alex McCarthy On merit! Is. On, On merit. merit! Yeah. So but The table clash the next game, it's unbelievable. First versus second, who'd have thunk it, eh? Exactly. But let's talk about you know the the truth of the goalkeeping situation at the moment. Wayne Hennessy played in the cup, so Wayne Hennessy is clearly second choice. First choice is, is Alex McCarthy. That makes Julian Speroni, who is fit and training, third choice goalkeeper right now. So that's something that people will have to come to terms with. So I don't want to look at the negativity of that. We we, we might well have that in future shows, but let's look at the fact. Let's look at McCarthy and look at how he how he keeps goal. He is very very similar to Jules in a lot of ways. He is taller, obviously. Uh, and his distribution is slightly questionable, like Jules at times. But he is all about reactions. How, we've seen it already. How many times he make two saves rather than one? You know, pushes one out and he's straight up and catching another one. You know, there's, he's the king he, of the double save. It's amazing. Yeah, he's become he the is, king of the double save. 
you know, you might say that he's got to push the ball out better <laughs> into different, less dangerous directions. But for me, it shows absolutely top quality reactions. And that's where I think he's a very similar keeper and a very capable repl- natural replacement for Julian Speroni and the way we operate. Um, Albert, you're first. I was going to say, do you not think that Hennessy in the Cup might have been a last chance um, advert in the shop window before the transfer deadline? Uh, could be, could be. And I'm sure if we got a good offer at in for him we'd, we'd let him go but um i'm not convinced uh at the moment i'm really not i i, I do think that um i could i mean there was a rumor today that uh Hull are in for Spironi, and i could i could honestly see that happening what that's just, that's just my thoughts on it really on a sand pack, I, do that again <laughs> i said what what <laughs> <laughs> that would not make me very happy i'll tell you that no, no, and it wouldn't make any... But people have got to come to terms with the fact that it will change at some oh, point. I, and oh, at some I agree point, Very, that. very soon. And my, my opinion is starting to drift towards the fact it's already happened. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll if see. sentiment was part of football, we'd still have John Burridge in goal in my book, so... Uh, I'm so just noticing lurk, lurking semi-producer Sam, who's, who's learning the ropes today, has said that McCarthy's distri- distribution was... Uh, I can't say that word. It was poor yesterday. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. That's was suggesting he's not the best under pressure uh, kicking the ball but that's something that he can he can work on with Andy Woodman I think so um, I, you know I'm very very optimistic friend of Alex, the show Andy Woodman friend of the show Andy Woodman <laughs> uh, Alex do you have a bit to say on this yeah yeah just sort of even bringing it back to Chelsea, the Chelsea podcast you can sort of compare it to the situation at Chelsea can't you you've checked sort of the club legends and then bring in you know sort of bringing in Courtois not only because you know he's a massive investment but you know he's, he's younger um, and he's too good a player to to not having a team, and you could say that and compare that to the McCarthy situation, really. That you know he's English, he's younger than Speroni, and so we're looking into the future there, knowing that Speroni's probably only got a year left in him, and you know someone like McCarthy doesn't doesn't become available, you know, every every season. So bringing him in is look is definitely a view to the future there, and I think looking at Hennessy as well, I think he's too big of an investment to have on the bench. You know, a player that's been in the Welsh team. Uh, putting in good performances there against some of the some big sides in in European European football, um, that you know he's too good to be on the bench, and I think he's certainly somebody I think gonna, that CPFC 2010 are going to look to get rid of. We're going to have back. this cover as left back then, <laughs> maybe potentially. <laughs> now, um, be a bit big, bit slow. Yeah. No, no, you know, got no, I can say, Nick, um, obviously we've, we've reached the point of saying that McCarthy wasn't responsible for the goal and, in fact, you know, made some absolutely terrific saves to keep us in that game. Um, before I move it on, have you got anything from the chat room? Or was that? Yeah, uh, Brinsco Eagle, I would, uh, it's wholeradio.net slash chat. Uh, I would sooner have a keeper that stops goals rather than the odd distribution error. Um, booted Eagle, will Jules be fit for the Clowns game? If so, be interesting to see if he gets the nod over Hennessy. Um, Robert CPFC thinks that Speroni will go at the end of the season. Dweeb thinks he'll see the year out first. And I'm going to ask if Lucy's going to the Charlton game because she's scared of clowns. <laughs> Good shout. I'll let her answer that one herself. Um, so, uh, got a couple of, well, a couple of few tweets in. Um, just pick a few out. We've got um, Carl Morton once again saying, talking about Sacco, which we were meant talking about earlier. He likes how smiley he is. Seems a great guy to have around the changing room. Uh, we also got a message from Ben Allen, who says, do we think any of Dan Punch or McCarthy will be in the England squad? I don't see why we can't talk about that now, actually, gents. 
Go on, do, you, do you think they will? Um, out of those three, um, I would th- I would love to see Jason Punch and get in it, and I think he deserves it, but I don't think he will be there. Uh, Scott Dan, I think, has got a chance. Uh, Alex McCarthy, I think, has got a chance for the reasons we've just discussed. That's my opinion on those three. Can I come in there? Yeah. Um, Joe, one well, the England of, squad, no. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gerald would, al- <laughs> would always say um, that we'll never get players picked because we are not fashionable. Um, are we now second in the league? Does that make us noticed? You know, Southampton started getting players picked when they were getting higher up in the table. Does being second, albeit at the, very near the start of the season and in our heart of hearts, we know it's, it's, you know, it's not going to be that way all season. So we'll, we'll revel in it while we can. But will it help our players get noticed more, do you think? Well, it can't hurt. We can't go much higher, can we? First, honestly, this is if, my opinion. We, I think we win that, on the 13th, yeah, good point. Well, that's past, yeah. I think that we're not a fashionable club, but I think if players are playing well, away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds however when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends we might not always feel as confident That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. They should be picked. So of those three, Chris, I think think Dan has the best shot, if I'm being totally honest. I think England centre-backs in general are just horrible. Yeah, I agree. And that would definitely improve that. I think Punchin's quality would be great um, just based on, if you're talking about John Joe Shelby and Jamie Vardy, I mean, he's better than those two. Mm-hmm. And then I think McCarthy would be the last of the three. I think the only person I would really think would get a chance, honestly, would be Scott Dad. I'd love to see Punch get in the squad just because I like him so much. I think he's a quality player. I think Vardy in the England squad is a disgrace for the it's season. It, I agree. I, I, I'm um, afraid that I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed change, in the English. Yeah. I won't change my mind if he scores five in the next game either. So... In San Marino, I could score five. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm pretty good left footed. All right. Yeah. Mm. But um, there you go. Well, yeah. Sam's suggesting that the squad was actually announced. We've missed it. But, um, it's, uh, yeah. Hmm, don't know. Well, Waggers66 seems to think it's going to be today at around about eight o'clock. So, uh, listeners, if we go very quiet, it's because we're watching something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there you go. So the BBC is saying it uh, that they will. That Vardy and Shelby will be in it. They're not saying that it's, they're not. They've not announced it. But they're saying that they will be in it. For example, I think that's what Sam's talking about. So we'll see whether that happens. But I, I yeah, disgusted that Vardy's in it. Shelby, I do rate. I have to say, he's a good little player. But let's um, let's see what happens. Looks like uh, so look, <laughs> he doesn't look talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and just one last little tweet that came in uh, that I picked out earlier from Kevin Charles said it's uh, I have to say it was the best Palace performance I've seen us play in the Premier League which is strong praise indeed uh, and that ended of course after the uh, brilliant Falcao goal that we're not blaming Alex McCarthy for but um, obviously 
we all thought the same thing as the, the Chelsea official Twitter account thought. It said 10 minutes to go and win it. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. then no sooner had it tweet, tweeted that. <laughs> wow. to make it 2-1. Um, it was just a lovely, lovely thing to happen. Can I just argue that we're, it really pisses me off when people pretend that football didn't exist before the Premier League. And I know it's going to be controversial, but I still don't think yeah. we've reached the heights of the team that finished third in the old Division 1. I've, I've yeah. Because we had some yeah. brilliant games. We had some brilliant results that season. I had, yeah. I had a look at that recently, Nick, I have to say. And, like, I, and I went through it thinking that it would be a lot closer than it was. But player by player, I ended up very much siding with the 1990-91 squad. Um, but in even, terms of a, in ter- in, yeah, even Eddie McGoldrick. In terms of a first eleven, basically. But in terms of a, 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 a squad that is, you know, strong and you know people can come in and replace people with minimum disruption you know i'm edging towards this being the best that i've ever seen that's a different time chris i mean you go back to the 70s and and the liverpool squad that won the league and the european cup you know they did it with 15 players or or 15 or 16 players these are different times so you've got a a much bigger pool to pick from with that squad you know we had two two or three sub uh substitutes yeah but one of our no offence to him because he gave everything for the course, but one of our subs isn't Phil Barber. That's all I'm saying. Mr. 110 <laughs> percent. Mr. Mathematically I mean that, Impossible. I mean, I mean that with the greatest respect because he was actually, as a, as a lad before I knew too much about football, he was one of my favourites. So, yeah, uh, and the same could be said about Pardew. I mean, to be fair, it was only the the goal against uh, Liverpool in the semi final that, that that kind of elevated Pardew. Let's let's not get lost in a in a wave of nostalgia in the middle of yes. a review of a game. We've exactly. got plenty of time for that uh, when we're trying to kill time in international breaks and things like that. So, um, look, it, I, I think it was an. App- I know I know it got you annoyed that we mentioned them, the fact that it was our best Premier League performance. But let's move on from that. Uh, talk about Joel Ward's goal because it, it leads us to talking on about Joel Ward who. On this show, has taken some stick in the last couple of weeks, of course. Um, I know a song about him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sing it though. Cheers. Don't <laughs> sing. Um, I think only Ben's allowed to sing now. Exactly, because Ben's a good singer. <laughs> but um, better than you. That ain't hard, is it? <laughs> but uh, as we mentioned earlier, it was you know it was a good good work from Balassi. Great cutback from Sacco. But Joel Ward being in there, now I know you've talked about it on on uh, Twitter, Patrick. So I'm going to let yeah. you describe why Joel Ward, Ward scores that goal. Right, this is the thing. You know, everybody was saying how how is Joel Ward getting into the box? If you watch the play from the beginning, he's the one that makes the initial interception of the ball in our half. He plays the ball, and then he never stops going forward. And you just know that must have been an edict from Pardew, you know, before the match. That you know, when you guys when you get a chance, get in the box. Um, so Blasi gets the ball. He had his hand up twice in the box for the ball, and then when the ball comes across, Sacco knocks it back. Joe Wall's on the in at the penalty spot. He's further forward than even Connor Wickham. Connor Wickham's actually on the eighteen yard box. It's amazing <laughs> that run by Joe Ward. I mean, I've never. I mean, I, you know, I've never seen it. But the, for a, a right fullback to get from our eighteen into the box, I'm watching again. By the way, as, as I'm talking to you guys, it's on my TV <laughs> now. It's a brilliant goal. And again, you've all credit to Joe Ward. Defensively, he's been very poor this year. But going forward, he's been absolutely brilliant. He turned into one of the best attacking right fullbacks in the world. But again, <laughs> just, 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 just 
full credit to him, man, to make that run and then never stop running and then get the ball like that. And Yannick, by the way, puts in the brilliant balls to Sacco. And Sacco picks, makes a great touch, just knock it back to him. I mean, again, yeah. one of the best goals I've seen in the Palace in the Pad Palace for a very long time. Um, but of course, we've um, we've been talking about that, and you mentioned it in that the fact that the defensively we've been a bit worried. I thought yeah. he looked a lot more secure against Chelsea. I think he I got better support from those in front of him, and I'm sure it's something that's been talked about. But he actually looked a lot more comfortable on the ball as well. And like you say, I suppose Chelsea not playing with orthodox wingers, and maybe that sort of gave him a bit of respite because Chelsea likes to play a little bit through the middle. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, definitely. I think he definitely had. Um he marked Azard out the game. I think Azard really didn't, you know, cut in much on his right foot, which we, which we all, you know, expect, and what we saw last season from him. Um, I think Ward sort of like thrived upon uh, Suarez being in the team. Seeing Suarez bomb up forward has sort of helped, has helped Ward, helped Ward sort of expand his game slightly um, to what it was before, because you know he was quite a conservative right right back. He never really overlapped with with our wingers. And this season, we've seen a difference from him, and and something that he needs as a modern day fullback. You need to be overlapping with your winger because that's really important. It gives you more chances um, for for the strikers and for the midfielders. Um, so it's definitely something that I think's helped Joel definitely. Mm. Yeah, and again, I think you never like to be critical of a player. Obviously, it's something we've got to do on here. We've got to try and pick out where we think we're strong and where we think we're weak, and. I say done that in the last couple of weeks, but it's also when when you're proven incorrect. I'm not necessarily yeah. saying we were, but when you're when you know when a player actually does something that, that impresses you, when you've been criticised, and it's it's quite right to point that out. And he really was impressive against Chelsea, uh, and not just for the fact he scored. But um, I you know I do like the fact that he's he's a player that can play you know a quick one two on the wing as well and that kind of stuff. But you know he's got to, he's got to get that consistency back because yeah. he was being talked about as an England player. And that has gone. That's gone from not just the media, not just you know people on Twitter. It's gone from Palace fans. They don't, they don't really talk about him as England's right back now. And there was a while where everyone was like, "Why isn't he in the England squad? He's better mm. than this person, better than that person." Don't get that anymore. So he's got to keep that improvement going, in my view. Hopefully, but, it'll be a catalyst. Yeah, hopefully it will be a catalyst. That's a good word. Well done. Um, sorry, that was a bit patronising, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, I've just I've just got a few tweets in that I was going to and I've got to mention that um, Lucy's made me, made me promise to mention this that she said Sacco was going to score and literally probably about 20 seconds afterwards Sacco scored so fine have your moment we've um we've also got a tweet from uh, at the farm banker saying at whole radio well done on the new android app the whole radio listening app it works mm. a treat and you get that W- do I have to say www anymore? Not these days, but do it. I like it. Uh, HTTPS <laughs> colon slash slash forward slash forward slash forward slash forward slash wholeradio that's H-O-L radio dot net <laughs> forward slash Android. I had a look, as I said earlier in the show, I had a look this afternoon, but I'm going to push it again because it's fantastic. Um, and have we got some sort of special feature where we can remind people to listen to the show just in case they forget it's Sunday yeah, or something? We've, we've got ways of hassling people. Um, we've also, there will <laughs> be a function. I'm not, it is, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it works hosts and presenters. Quiet, quiet, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, uh, the Apple version isn't out yet, so I'm waiting for that. That's my excuse. Um, that will be out soon. Keep your eyes on the Twitter feed and the um, the and yes, and 
Waggers 66 and Mike Carey 2010 have both agreed in wholeradio.net slash chat that it was brilliant. And Duckman Duck has just said, yes, yeah, so our whole life has gone wrong because we were typing in w-h-o-l-e radio.net. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer that version, to be honest with you. It's, it's more the accurate. whole radio experience. It's the whole radio, yeah. Um, H-O-L-E might work as well. Can I just say that I was impressed going back to the game. Mm. Um, could you yeah. imagine that game with police in charge or Warnock in charge? How we have now got the team that can actually go out and scare the shit out of top, top teams now with our speed another, and our another, power. Another swear there at 59 Sorry. minutes past seven. We beat them. One minute to eight. Yes, uh, but no, it's just a difference in attitude. And I'd rather we lost that game going forward and having a go at them than, than sat back at one all. It's easy, easy, to say, um, easy to say from a position of being in the top half of the league than at the bottom scrabbling for any point you can get, I think. That's, you've got to remember the context. Sometimes, sometimes be, just being higher in the league gives you that freedom to play like that. You, know, you could be damn sure if we, were, if we were sitting there on zero points, we'd have probably, when we got, went to 1-1, we probably would have... You know, stuck everyone behind the ball and played out for that draw. Um, but I like the fact that we're doing it. Don't get me wrong. And you, you've got to credit the fact we've got better players. You've got to credit the manager for setting us up in the right way. And it's clearly how he likes to play football. Yeah. You know, go at yeah. the opposition. Um, but yeah. Sorry, Chris. But do, do we think that you know playing like this the whole season, um, it, it won't it won't last? If you know what I mean? Do you feel we need to sort of That's sort of bed in? Yet in that <laughs> plays up Ledley. <laughs> nice one, Al. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I disagree uh, because you know if we get them to focus on our wingers then we just stick Johnny Williams in the middle and we'll go through the middle uh, instead and well, it's a bit out move, wide move and we'll do it from, that way maybe even away from Nick's slight insanity about Johnny Williams Albert since you uh, since you made a cutting sarcastic comment when Alex was speaking <laughs> uh, what's your view on that you know in terms of the way we're playing just keep it going have you got any concerns at all about the um, about the uh, the, uh, the defence the fact we haven't kept a clean sheet yet yeah, the, 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 I think, you know, I, I was going to chip in earlier, but we've been talking about Delaney for a while. I, I still think we need another centre-half, if only to keep everybody on their toes. You know, you look at the Sacco, Balassi, Punchin, Zaha situation, you know, any of them could be benched for one of the others. So I think, you know, that's what's keeping them ticking over nicely. And I think we need yeah. to do the same at centre-half, you know, because, all right, yeah, Dan's, Dan's always going to be a shoe-in, but, you know, we, we need to make sure there's a bit of competition you know, even even if it's someone that's going to come in and you know sit on the bench and play in the cup and learn a bit for the rest of the season, we've got to make sure everyone's on their toes. Um, we've seen it before. You know, Southampton last season, you know, amazing first few months, and then you know sort of slowly drifted away just because you know the depth in quality and squads around our level. All right, we've we're currently on a you know in a really good point at that at the moment, but ultimately players get tired and you know if we go if we go further in the cups you know which Pardew has said is a priority you know we are going to get tired and we are going to suffer and, and you know the, the bigger teams will you know potentially find a way to work us out so um I'm certainly not worried in any sort of oh it's going to be a terrible season we're going to be scrapping for our lives no I'm not worried at all but um I'd, I'd be very 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 surprised if we're second anywhere near Christmas yeah, me too. I'm not sure what Nick's doing. I think he's angry that he's just seen the England squad announcement. He's just heard um, that Johnny Williams is injured. <laughs> I've just heard that Johnny Williams isn't in the England team. Um, just so everyone knows, Being there are Welsh no there Welsh, are, yes. <laughs> yeah, well done. There are no Crystal Palace players in the announced England squad. 
Um, but Theo Walcott is. Theo Walcott's in there. Tom Heaton's the third keeper yep. after Butland and Hart. Wasn't he the singer in the Beautiful South? Uh, he was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the house might. No, Paul Heaton, obviously. And when you know. Yeah. Uh, defend- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's for comic effect, yeah. Uh, Kieran Gibbs is in the squad. That's good news, isn't it? What? What's he, he doing? Fucking they ball boy. Yeah, another swear at eight oh three, Mikey. Just uh, right. yeah, but it, what, it, it was in response to Kieran Gibbs being in the England squad. Yeah, well, yeah it's, it's, you've got to give it yeah context. It was acceptable. Um, so yeah, I, I, I will just read it out for the sake of talking about yeah, could you? it. Could you? So, Delph. <laughs> Joe Hart, Jack Button, and Tom Heaton are the goalkeepers. Klein, Shaw, Gibbs, Cahill, Smalling, Stones, Jagielka, oh, defenders. Wow, Phil Jagielka is still getting in there. Wow. Uh, mm. Midfielders are Michael Carrick. <laughs> <laughs> nice, got a good youth a chance. James Milner, who's been absolutely sensational for Liverpool, hasn't he? Ross Barkley, who I actually do like. John Joe Shelby, don't mind. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, not to be to refer to as the Ox. Uh, Raheem Sterling, fair play. Fabian Delft, <laughs> injured. Jesus injured Christ. Played nothing. Ryan Mason, of course, one of the world's best midfielders. Look at, this, look at these forwards, they're brilliant. Forwards, Ready? Wayne Same. Rooney, Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy, Theo Wolf. Only one of them scored a Premier League goal this season. And his name's not Harry Kane. And it's not Kane Rooney or the one that <laughs> other, other one that isn't Vardy. I forgot which one that was. All cut. Oh, my God. There you go. There you go. Um, it's our year, though, isn't it? It's going to be our year. Quite strong, yeah. It's going to be our year. Actually, you know, we're on a good run under Hodgson, so we might hate the squad he's picking, but we're getting results. But we'll see how it goes. I'm going to move on from that. I don't draw too much on that because yeah. it makes me quite furious. Move along. Let's talk about some individual performances now, shall we? Uh, we talked a bit about Ward there, which um, obviously given praise he's deserved, and you know. Uh, but let's talk about Connor Wickham because um, I yes. still hear people say that they're not too sure whether he's going to work out or not, or what a waste of money that was, and all that kind of stuff. I genuinely thought that he had a terrific game leading the line. And I'm going to start with you, Patrick, because I know you're going to agree with me. Yeah. Um... But people don't see in him is how physically he is. He got the you-know-what kicked out of him yesterday. But he did a great job of occupying both. You know how he's occupied both Cahill and Zuma at the same time? It's almost impossible. He did a great job of, with both of them. Um, what I think we need to do a little better job with him, though, is getting better service. Towards the end of that match, there were two, two or three times where he, was made, he made great runs through the middle. And either Punchin or Sacco or Belast, I'm not sure which one, just failed to make the pass to him. They went out wide instead, which is okay. I think you're a little frustrated, but I think he had, he had a great job of, of holding the ball up and being very physical and doing a little thing that you don't really see in a forward. Of course, he didn't score a goal. That's what people want to see out of a forward. In fact, none of our strikers have scored a goal in the Premier League yet so far, but that will come. Um, but I just think he did a really good job, and I really like what I see out of him. I, again, I just want to see a little more service to him, in, the, in whether it be you know, through balls or crosses to him in the box. But I think yeah. he played really well yesterday. I really did. For me, for me, he just occupied two defenders yeah. in the game really, he can't really do well. That. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's just you, that's all. That's the first job he needs to do. That's you know we're playing up front on his own. Occupy two defenders, and then everything else is open for everyone else. It's a selfless you know, task. You know what that is? That's like uh, the way Cameron drove me to play for us. Exactly, exactly. And hopefully he's going to be a bit more lethal than Cameron. Yeah, uh, although obviously he's got a lot of goals in the championship, but um, but yeah, I'm I'm really really optimistic about him, Nick. Yeah, I, I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, when our host wasn't here, that, um, <laughs> Wickham Wickham did a bloody good job, and it's I hate to draw draw the Murray Murray into it, but was Murray about yesterday? I mean, Wickham 
was better than Murray other than the fact he didn't score. But I I thought he held the ball up so well. He was so strong. We were worried, weren't we, about what um what Sunderland fans had said about his attitude. Yeah. But we're hearing a lot about players at Palace are signing have had an attitude and we turn them around. So it's it's good to see. Hopefully that will carry on and we will see the best out of Wickham. Okay, I really Alex, think that he's going to be strong. Yeah, yeah um, I think, well, it's, he's just obviously settling in, isn't he, at the moment, but he's a player that holds the ball up really well. And if you think about our wingers, our wingers are not really the type of wingers that like to cross the ball into the box. They're players that like to sort of cut in, you know, and hit the ball on their on their stronger foot feet. Um and you know, I think with time, with understanding, I think Wickham will, will sort of thrive on you know the delivery uh, from those players once they know how good he is in the air. Because you know that's one of the strong points of his game. You know, he's he's strong in the air, and he can outmuscle defenders. And you know, also you know, with us being sort of one of the best teams from set pieces in the division, I think he'll thrive on that, like Delaney and Dan have in the past. So I still think there's opportunities for him and. And I think he worked well, well yesterday, so there's time will tell, but I think he's doing a good job so far. Yeah, I mean, was he started two games, okay, and, and those two games were Arsenal and yeah. Chelsea. Um, he came on against Norwich for, you know, 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes maybe, and was absolutely excellent. So for me, the standard of opposition has to be taken into account as well. Very unlucky not to score against Arsenal. Didn't really get too much of a sniff against Chelsea, but... Uh, did his job well. I think the goals will come and will come sooner rather than later. Uh, I think he's going to be terrific for us. I really do. Uh, Nick, you got a comment in the chat room there? Yeah, Rosario, Rosario, uh, whole radio, H-O-L, not W-H-O-L-E, radio.net, uh, has said regarding Wickham, he was at the game yesterday. Well, obviously Wickham was at the game yesterday. I think Rosario <laughs> was at the game yesterday and he worked his uh, nagers off. However, he must concentrate on winning with the ball more rather than trying to get fouls. I also feel he needs to get a bit fitter, but outstanding yesterday, along with everyone else. There wasn't a bad player yesterday, was there? Really? No, um, no absolutely not. Uh, Albert, you got a little fact you wanted to mention about Wickham there? Yeah, everyone was talking about was the 100 games at um, uh, Stamford Bridge. That, and, oh, I can't remember the stat exactly, but the last, the last time they lost at home was to Sunderland, which also featured um, Conor Wickham, who I think he had a good scores, game that week. scored in that game, yeah. And 11% yeah. of the wins Corner Wickham has experienced in the Premier League have come at Stamford Bridge. So he seems to do quite well at Stamford Bridge. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. I can't even work that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've nicked it. I've nicked it off Twitter. Bad. Okay. It's very bad. That's fine. That's fine. Actually. You've credited Twitter. Duncan he, uh, Alexander. There we go from Opta. Would you, would you be able to work it out better, Matthew, if we, um, Albert, if we expressed it as a fraction? 11 out of 100. Well, he's won 11 times at 100 at times Stanford played Bridge. at Stamford Bridge. I doubt that, Nick. Very much doubt that. 100 times at Stamford Bridge, by the way. But I could so, be anyway. <laughs> that's, that's 99% less than Phil Barber. Stay in school, kids. Stay in school. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about Man of the Match. Obviously, you want to get your Man of the Match in, in the chat room, holradio.net forward slash chat, or you can tweet us at holradio. Uh, men of the match. We well, you know you have to pick one. Well, I'm just trying to pluralise it because there's more than one of us. Alex, who was your man of the match? My man of the match was Sacco. I think he just he just fits into his team really well. Um, he's got so much strength, so much power, um, and you know he absolutely like you know gave Aspilicueta a lot to think about um, in in the second half. And I think without his you know his, his endeavour and his and his hard work, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have um, been able to. 
So, yeah, well, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have won the game. So I think with his goal, they sort of started that all off for us and I thought it was fantastic. There you go. Who do you think was your man of the match then, Patrick? I was in towards Saka also. I love what he did. But to be honest with you, after watching that game twice and watching how great Delaney was, there's no way I can give it to anybody but Delaney. His, his you know, again, his physical presence with uh, Costa, the, his blocks of about, I'm going to say he blocked about nine shots yesterday. Mm. Um, so, and just his leadership in general, I think it definitely would have to be Damien Delaney for yesterday's match. And what are you thinking, Nick? Well, can I give you my moment of the match and then a man of the match? I'll give you the chance. My moment of the match was when Belassi just stood with the ball (laughs) and almost, he he might as well have stuck two fingers up at Ivanovic because he didn't (laughs) even move. And Ivanovic didn't even go near him. And I thought, they are so scared of you, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, scared. Yeah, I like that. Sarko was my man of the match. Sacco, Sacco, Sarko. Sacco. Sacco was my man of the match just for scoring and, and being a, an assister. But in the chat room, TDUK1995, Sacco. Sacco. Thank you, Patrick. I got that wrong. Dweeb, <laughs> Damo, just. Robert for CPFC. God's Sacco. Yes. <laughs> Robert CPFC, Damo. Booted, Damo. King B, Punchin, Waggers, Damo. Hubbo, Damo. Uh, John Program Seller Delaney. God, we've got a lot of people in the chat room. Duckman Duck, Damo. Brinskull, Damo. Um, and Damo Waggers, Belassi, <laughs> Rosario. <laughs> Delaney. 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 Uh, and Damo for Shifty 97. So Damo's got the, um, got the nod. Yeah. Um, Yes, yes, we have oh. got the third word reviews recorded. Thanks, yes. right? I didn't ask that question in the chat. You didn't have to say it on air. Oh. Albert, you haven't given your man of the match <laughs> yet. Mm, I'm going to... Well, goal and assists. It's got to be um, the... the oh, what is it? Sarko. Bakery. The new guy. The new guy. The new guy, Bakery. <laughs> yeah, it's Delaney, wasn't it, you idiots? Delaney, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Delaney gets honourable, like I say. I said for, Delaney. For, yeah, for I know. Uh, you're not an idiot, Patrick. I wasn't okay, referring to you. you. I was referring to the idiots who didn't pick Delaney. <laughs> we, just, we just know, Chris, that if you don't say Delaney, you're going to get punched by somebody. Maybe. But you all will. <laughs> all of you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he quite clearly was because he, t- he took care of, of a really, business. really dangerous... But he, did take care, he took care of business. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But he took care of a really dangerous player all game just just by getting in his face and using everything he had. And yes, exactly what you said, Patrick. And other cliches. Leadership. And some other cliches, yeah. He took it one day at a time. Anyway, um, I have one last question before we go and have a look at this uh, ultimate team thing and the four-word reviews. Um, how good do we really think this team is? And I'll give it some context. Gus Poyet praised us on goals on Sunday. Said he really liked watching the team, and you know he's got to give him credit. Um, yeah, well, he shits uh, on the floor, so. Allegedly, <laughs> thinks. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, where do you think? I mean, we're always worried about getting ahead of ourselves, but we're four games in, obviously second in the league. Second in the league, Nick. Second in the league. <laughs> that absolutely like that. But um, are we any sort of sure of just you know how good this team is yet? Um, where do you, I mean, if I was to say to you, where do you think we're going to finish now you've seen these opening few games? What would you say, Alex? Top 10. Top 10? Yes. That's it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's in an offence. Yeah, that's in offence. But I think top ten definitely. I think if we we finish eleventh last season, and we've got so much more quality tenth. this season. Tenth, sorry, tenth, eleventh for season for four. Yeah. yeah, we've got so much more quality than last season. And I've, we, I think we can replicate last season and finish tenth. Anyone uh, feeling a bit more adventurous than that? What do you reckon, Nick? At the beginning of the season, I said fourth, and I'm standing by that stuff. Well, that's what I like to hear, mm. Patrick. I'm honestly not ready. I'm not. I'm, I don't know how I feel yet because I've played before matches. I don't want to sit on the fence. I yeah. like really like what we do. I'm a little worried about us defensively. I'm still not gonna. Hey, you sort of cut, cut it in Good out. answer. Yeah, we're sort. You don't know what's happening. Are you openly? I I don't know what you said because you just cut, <laughs> cut in and out. Like I think it's your oh. mad American internet again. Albert, what okay, do you think? Let me try that again. I, right, think, I think I think we'll finish sixth. Okay. Yeah, that's is that your open league. Not quite, is it? I think fifth yeah. is your open. All right. Oh, yeah. Sixth. Uh, Fine. I'm gonna cut. Oh, oh, definitely win the league cup. That's not even a question. We're going to win the league cup. We're going to win the cup. So, uh, I've get, you've all given me very positive answers. So, is anyone still not like me thinking just that he won more points to go until we're safe? Yeah, but I'm, I'm always been... thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was mentioned in the chat room about 37 more points to go. But if we just flick down, I'm not going to give names because uh, it's boring reading names. And you've you've all had your moment of fame in the chat room. Um, Wholeradio.net slash chat. But we've got a seventh, we've got a sixth, we've got a ninth with a cup ring. We've got a ninth. You don't take part unless you intend to win. I take 17th now, plus the FA Cup. And are we safe yet? Uh, we we should finish mid table at least. We've we got the we got the strength in depth now, haven't we? And this and this season works in our benefit because we haven't got the African Nations Cup. So that's something that we did we had last season. Um and that last season that really did affect us just after Christmas slightly. Then obviously when um this season we haven't got that. So we're not gonna lose some of our best players. Good point. Is that Put where we those. started putting results together? Yeah, I was gonna say right. yeah, that is true actually, that didn't actually work, did it? No. <laughs> um uh, just one last tweet before we uh before we get to the forward reviews. Uh, I just noticed David Cheeseman was on Twitter talking about how annoyed he was about the England team the recognition would be like nice. But he says, Watch the FA come calling for Pardew next year, that's his real fear. And yeah. um, I think a lot of people are feeling the same yeah. at the moment. And I'm sure Pardew sees himself in that role eventually, but let's let's hope we hang on to him for a fair few more years yet. Are you are you alluding to a fact that Hodgson won't succeed? No. Oh, okay then. <laughs> I hope he does. I really hope he does. Uh, you know. And if he does he'll go. Whatever happens he'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's old. That's, yeah, that's right. That's how it is. Um, so let's some four word reviews, and uh, yeah, which I, I haven't heard yet. Should be good. Four word reviews. We will win league. Timothy A. Reader, Chelsea fans still crying. Jay Harding played a blind of Palace. Fuzz Cutter, just another Palace victory. Billy Kemp, Alan Pardew's magic hat. Rolly Allison, what has just happened? Phil Dunn, not so mighty Chelsea. Nigel Eagle Phelps, Sarko, new palace hero. Kevin Dungate, just like watching Brazil. Michael Pal Davis, Costa in Delaney's pocket. I know Michael Pal Davis is dead. Very nice chap. Does a lot of cycling for Pinch. David Kirk, oh my bloody god. Simon Pronger, let's keep it going! Greg Pierce, Sacco, 
What a bargain. Dan Scott, second in the BPL. That's Barclays Premier League for everyone. Paul Kennedy, motivated, magnificent, majestic, mighty. Stuart James Holland got a nosebleed. Jim Sharpington, Pardu is a god. Simon Pizet, marry me please, Pardu. <laughs> Oliver Finlay, next match six pointer. Chris Marshall, we can beat anyone. Duncan Smith, we've had better days. We have? Wagon 66, yes, 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 yes. James, check in cheap European flights. Albert, that yes, 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 yes. I think it was supposed to be like that film where the girl's sitting around the table faking something. I think you meant to do it like that. Do you want to do it again, Albert? No. Review the game next week by tweeting hashtag forward review to add whole radio. The all-time Palace 25-man squad. Tweet us your suggestions and we'll choose in or bin. Right, we are. It's ultimate squad time so far. In the goalkeeper position, we have Nigel Martin at centre-back. We have Scott Dan and Ian Wright is in there as a striker. Uh, one of the previous weeks, Michael Hughes was put forward as a central defensive midfielder, but unceremoniously binned for not quite being good enough, but still being a smashing player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at wingers this week. Let uh, him down gently there, Chris. I, I, was, I, uh, I, I love Hughesy. I'm just gutted he wasn't in, but I even I binned him. Because I just I just felt that there were I just think that why the hell did people put Jeff Thomas forward? That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm a little bit surprised again this week, but again I think it's the way we're doing it. We're doing it through Twitter. You know, some of the old guard aren't haven't really quite made the jump to Twitter yet. So we've um, had an all sorts all sorts of wingers all over the uh, all over our history. People like Peter Taylor. Hey! Good. He was he was quality. Quality before my time, but I've seen a lot, a lot of videos because I was traumatised by his spell as a manager, and I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to put it into some some context, and uh, I managed to do that by watching quite a lot of him. And he was, yeah, absolutely out of this world, and there were some terrific wingers. Johnny Solarco, of course, back at the club as a as a coach was was absolutely superb. McGoldrick played on the wing for us, did an absolutely brilliant job there as well. Uh, we mentioned Phil Barber earlier. Alex Penn just mentioned Eunice Colker. Uh, Albert's gone with uh, not. I'm not going to say exactly what that says, but Vasilius Lackers was his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> I let you people at home guess what he changed Vasilius to. It was Vagisil. <sighs> uh, well done. It was Vagisil. Yeah, that's that's a lovely clip for the, the opening part of the show next week. Brilliant. Um, so anyway, but um, people have got their votes in. <laughs> for wings this week oh this is going to be difficult uh, and the votes the votes have been counted and the player we're talking about is Wilfred Zaha um, he's a current player uh, also you know came through the, uh, the system and went went away for his big move but obviously came back to the club um, it's, it's probably going to be a contentious one this um, because I think people don't want to assign sort of legendary status which is what the ultimate squad's all about they don't really want to assign it to people who are still in their early 20s and have still got a lot to prove and a lot of improving to do in terms of their game but um so i'm not going to say what what i think but your job uh, at home will be in the chat room hlradio.net slash chat or on twitter to let us know whether you want to in or bin wilfred zaha to the ultimate 25 man squad um so Tweet at, at HOL Radio, hashtag in or hashtag bin uh, as soon as you can as we start the discussion on Wilfred Zaha. Uh, let me begin with Nicholas Gillard. Now, Nick, you've seen many a winger at Palace over the, over the days. Um, 
what what is your opinion on on Wilf? Where does he stand in terms of? No, I don't just mean out on the wing. Um, no, yes, yeah, he, does, you know what I mean? he moves about on the wing. He doesn't he does, just yeah. stand there. Um, I would say that, as I have said in the past, I would pay. Although I've got a season ticket, I would pay the entrance money again to watch him. He has produced some of the best moments at Crystal Palace that I have ever seen. However, and there's a big caveat here, because we have got now we've got Balassi who who fits that mould as well. We have got you've got you've got to bear in mind, once he's in, we're pushing other people out. I'm a big proponent of Peter Taylor. I think Solarco has got to be in there somewhere. So do we have room in that top twenty five? I, I, can I have a think about it? Because he is, he is flipping awesome. But yeah, you've got to have a think he, about it. That's fine. Yeah. Is he better than Salako was? Mm. Because well, without Salako, Ian Wright would not have been chosen. Well, this without, is exactly- and and that's you know we're we're just throwing in names here willy nilly, aren't we? The, not oh. fright. Uh, no. He's not getting in. No, no, he was, he was a, he was, he was unused reserve, wasn't he? In an under twenty one games in nineteen thirty seven, according to my record, uh, Billy <laughs> Willie. Is, 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 his mum called him Willie Nilly. Um, no, I think that he should be in, but I don't really want it to Nick. be at the. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's so bloody hard, isn't it? Yeah. He's in. He's in. Yes. He's in for you. Is it? You actually get your casting your vote now. I could have come back to you, but you're going for in straight away. Alex, let's. Um... Oh, hang on. Something's just from Vince Hilaire. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do, Vince? Yeah, exactly. Vince Hilaire. But this yes, is all about your experience. And... Oh. It's all about what you know about Palace. Nick, I was expecting some more thought for you on that one, but not to pay, maybe vocalise it in such a way Tom that it's, you're, having, you're having a breakdown oh, of, Tom in, a, yeah. in a massive, massive way. Alex. Alex, it's, yeah. it's time for you. We will come back to Nick because I think he needs, he needs a bit of time to himself. And we'll, for, we'll me, for me, in my sort of era watching Palace, uh, he stands out as probably one of the best players we've ever developed, in my opinion, from what I've seen of Palace in my 25 years. Um, I, I, well, as in 25 years, as in 25 years old, I haven't been watching the Palace for 25 years. <laughs> but uh, for me, I think he's been so important in being that sort of signifier of our, of our academy and our area, our catchment area. You know, he's a player that was developed by, um, developed by, you know, developed within the local community. He was so big in sort of the era and, and sort of the time when he broke through, you know, just after um, administration. And he was sort of our shining light. And I think he sort of propelled us to the position we're in now. Because I think without Zaha, I wouldn't have seen us in the Premier League. Um, and I think he was so important in that, in that development. Um, and he sort of he was an asset as well. We think about it. The money we sold him for, we used and we were able to develop the squad. And some of the things he could do on a football pitch are just unbelievable. Even to this day now, you know, I think we we saw it a lot more in the championship where he just ruined all these journeymen fullbacks. But he's proved it as well in the Premier League. And for me, as a player that's from as one of our own, um, I'd say in. I just think. Okay. He's, He's too talented to not, to, to not be in the squad. You're saying you've, uh, you, you, I'm, I, uh, it's eight eight twenty six. I can get away. With it. You pissed on yeah. my chips a bit for my later yeah. comments, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I just don't know exactly what you're saying, Patrick. You're a man of uh, advancing years, unfortunately. But, you know, 
time time waits for no man. Uh, or but it, or woman, <laughs> quite right. Uh, but that does give you the benefit of experience and of having seen an awful lot of wingers as well. Uh, hopefully, you won't have a similar episode that we just saw from Nick Gillard. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Wilf and whether or not he should be in the lineup? Um, one of my favourite players to watch, just from the the excitement that he brings as far as, you know, the you know, his skills and his effervescence and, you know, the some 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 of the exciting goals that he brings. So I love him as a player. But again, I am kinda gonna waffle a little bit with the way Nick was saying. I, I, I actually go back, I've seen I saw Don Rogers live in the seventies. I did see Peter Taylor live. Brilliant Peter Taylor play. I saw Vince Lee come through the Paris Academy, a great winger. Um kinda left in the nineties, so I kinda missed out on seeing Salako live and McGoldrick and those guys. But um all time, I probably you know what I, I like what Alex just said. Without without Wilf, I wouldn't be in the Premier League right now. So I've got to give him credit for that, and you know what he's brought to us. When we've been in the Premier League the last at least the last two seasons. So um, I'm going to say um, he'd be up there for me, but I'm going to I'm going to hold off on whether I'm going to in or bid him until we get to that part. But you know, obviously a, a great a great player for Palace. Okay, uh, Albert, it's you left. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, yeah, again, you, you've got to go with, I know Nick's having, Nick and Patrick have seen a lot more Palace than, than I have. You know, um, you can only go with what you've witnessed. And Zaha's up there as, as one of the best people I've ever seen out on the wing. You know, I'm sort of, the wingers that really first struck, struck home with me were um, Julian Gray and Routledge. They're the first two sort of yeah. wide players that I can say were, you Tommy know, Black, yeah. Tommy Marco Reich. I mean, <laughs> illustrious <laughs> company we're talking here. Um, Scott Sinclair. Scott Sinclair. Uh, but Zaha, um, again, it's been, it's been mentioned, his role in the playoffs, um, even, thing, even things like the, uh, the, the victory at Old Trafford in the Cup, you know, the Ambrose screamer, Zaha was definitely up for man of the match there. And, and, um, if only for the fact that we sort of we sort of pimped him out and made a load of money and ended up <laughs> still having him, you know yeah. that's that's got to be a factor. Um, I think he's and he's still young and he wants to be here and I don't know how much longer he would be here if he carries on the way he is because I'm I'm sure he'll get another chance to go to a um I was going to say a top four club but <laughs> of course <laughs> oh. forget it he's already yeah. there. Uh, he, and he's he is a real one in a million talent. You know, there's there's solid there's solid up and down wingers who can, you know, get up and down and put a cross in and put in a bit of a defensive shift. But Zaha can do things with the football that is a is a very small percentage of of, of professional I, footballers do it on the pitch. You know, you're, can I interject you know, there, Albert? Uh, well, you just Sorry. have. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Um, we're saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking from the chat room. I think I'm, I'm trying to say this without upsetting them, but they're too bloody old for Twitter, so they don't <laughs> know how to. They don't know how to to put players forward, and and yeah, some of the think... comments in in Twitter here are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to give you some of the bins, and I won't give names because I don't want the old gits to feel picked on. But um, call it but, old um, git. But um, hubbo. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> But how about I said if we're looking for legends, Taylor's above Wilf. Um John McCormick number five John McCormick five said um Wilf is good, but there are other players like Don Rogers and Peter Taylor who can actually cross the ball in. Yeah. Um can I, and it's can, it's yeah. it's, it's it's a whole age uh, it, it's yeah. not 
I'm going to give you some context, Nick. I'm going to give you some context, right? Because it's really, they're absolutely valid points. And what we're actually going to do, Mikey's just been saying, we'll we'll make sure we get um, onto homestale.net and get a vote thread out and get some more, just more opportunities for people who aren't using Twitter to get their votes in. But on the flip side of this, you're mentioning some absolutely fantastic players. You know, some of them I've seen live, some of them I haven't. Uh, And there's a huge number of players, particularly in this position, that I, you know, because we've been, we've always been great for wingers at Palace. Yeah. We really have. It's been a, it's going to be the hot, hottest contested place. But I think you've got the, everything that everyone has been saying about Wilf. I think gives it the proper context that it deserves, and that is Wilf in the to do with the modern Crystal Palace club that we we all support now, the one that's in the Premier League, the one that's sitting second in the Premier League, the one that's got you know huge finances now and we'll have even more if we remain a premier league club next year that's that's the club that's going places let's face it is there quite a lot of that is to do with the way wilf came through uh, and what he did as a teenager coming into that team and tearing defenses apart um and he gave us as has been mentioned he gave us financial financial security at a time um that we desperately needed it and allowed us the also to keep hold of him and get us through the playoffs. You know, the, he's, he's very, very young, but he has done a huge amount. Personally, as an individual, he's done a huge amount just through talent. And I genuinely believe of all those amazing names and fantastic people. And you listen, we've, we haven't even mentioned Tilio Lombardo. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's unbelievable the talent that's there. And I'm not saying he's the best of all of those. But I'm saying he completely deserves to be talk about, talked about in that company, in my view. And I'm voting him in. <laughs> and uh, let's have a look. But in you will get an room. opportunity to vote for this position again. Yeah. Don't worry. In the chat room, it's dead level. <clears throat> dead, dead level, level in the chat. We're, we're getting, on... can, yeah. I, can I just give you a couple of names that, that are yeah. pushing Wilf out? We've got Don Rogers. We've got Peter Taylor. Vince Hilaire, John Solarco has been mentioned lots and lots of times. Somebody said Balassi's better than Wilf. Balassi's going to be better than Wilf. How can we pick Wilf no. when he's, he might turn to, to shit next week and, and never play very well again? You know, Peter Taylor played for England when we were in the third division. Peter Taylor played for England when we were yeah. in the third division. Wilf played, when we played Chelsea division. <laughs> When we played Chelsea in the FA Cup in 1976, Peter Taylor made them all look like complete and utter muppets. Well, there you go. Um, strong views, and there'll be another opportunity to vote for a winger in the future. Uh, on Twitter, it's a very strong in. There's a couple of outs in there. Lots of mentions of um, other players, including Carl Mortimer. Carl uh, Mortimer? Uh, he's he's met, not the player. He's mentioned Nicky Rizzo, of course. How could we forget oh. Nicky Rizzo? Uh, but, Honestly, it's um, there's some brilliant, brilliant suggestions coming. A lot, of, lot of love for Peter Taylor, and rightly so. A lot of people now sticking, sticking their <laughs> views across. They're sticking was the wrong word, but I'm tired. Um, but uh, a lot of mentions of Vince Solaire as well. But the, there's an overwhelming in, and um, like I say, there you go. It's an in. Pretty much all of us have voted him in, uh, despite the fact that, <laughs> um, and that, well, the listener vote has also just about gone to an in. But next show we'll be looking at fullbacks. But in the future. We're very much likely to be uh, coming back to um, coming back to look at wingers again, and we'll ensure that everyone gets a proper vote next time. Uh, since you're also up in arms about it, <laughs> and understandably so, it's an, it's a debate to to go on forever, really. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's. Uh, um, well, I do say next show. Actually, um, I do mean, of course, next sun Sunday. Uh, next Sunday? No. 
No, week no, after. Oh, right, week after, because it's well, international. We're not international breaking it. We're, we, we are having a break for international duties, are we? Okay, okay we are, I believe, yeah. So uh, we've got our show Tuesday, so we'll discuss and announce it then. But, uh, yeah, keep your eyes on the message board of homesdale.net if you don't have Twitter. Get your vote across for the fullback positions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, where does that leave us? That leaves us with Wilfred Zaha in the ultimate 25-man squad. Uh, in there with Nigel Martin, Scott Dan, and Ian Wright so far. Michael Hughes, the only one to miss out in the voting so far. Exciting stuff. And I'm sure once we've got 25 in there, we'll spend a few shows arguing about the 25 they're in there as well. So, all good because, stuff. Uh, have you. we got to narrow it down to a first 11 after that, haven't we? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. <laughs> Depends how long it goes on. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that's good. We'll leave it there. That was um, that was excellent stuff. Thank you to everyone who got in contact today, uh, particularly on that uh, that intense debate at the end. And um, you know, I, I, I completely sympathise with all your views. Um, but Wolf's in there, and he's in there on merit, in my view. So thank you for for listening and getting involved. Uh, cheers to Alex, Nick, M- uh, Mikey, Patrick, <coughs> excuse me, Sam, and Albert. Oh, but before I go, you what, Nick? What? One second! Brilliant. Interrupt me at the very last as well. Cheers, we'll be back on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Don't miss it. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.